Birmingham Museums Trust is the biggest charitable trust of its type in the UK. The trust cares for the city of Birmingham's collections, which include hundreds of thousands of objects, many of them rarely seen by the public because of the shortage of exhibition space. But whether on display or in storage, the collections are maintained by an expert team of curators and conservators. In this new series of podcasts, History West Midlands publisher Mike Gibbs invites the people who look after these world-class collections of arts, crafts, archaeological and scientific artefacts to select a favourite item and tell its story. Through them we meet warriors, gods, engineers, craftsmen, painters and jewellers, all found here in Birmingham's unique collections. Birmingham Museums Trust is world famous for its collection of pre-Raphaelite art and we're joined by Victoria Osborne, curator of fine art. Victoria, what is the scope and size of this collection? Well, Birmingham Museums Trust holds probably the most important collection of pre-Raphaelite art anywhere in the world. It numbers about 3,000 individual objects, the vast majority of which are works on paper, so watercolours, drawings and prints. We also hold very important examples of pre-Raphaelite painting, including some of the most famous of all pre-Raphaelite works, like The Last of England, The Pretty Bar Lambs, uh, The Blind Girl. Um, but we also hold examples of pre-Raphaelite applied art, so designs for stained glass, the glass windows themselves, uh, tapestries, including the famous Holy Grail tapestries made by Morris to designs by Burne Jones, and also examples of pre-Raphaelite sculpture. And because of the very wide scope of the collection, we're able to tell the whole story of pre-Raphaelitism from the very earliest days of the Brotherhood in 1848 through the second wave of pre-Raphaelites who gathered around Rossetti in the 1850s, led by artists like Burne Jones and Morris, and right through into the 20th century. So we can also see the effect that the pre-Raphaelites had on artists of subsequent generations. Why is this collection here in Birmingham? Well, there are several reasons. One of them is to do with the pride that was felt locally in the success of Edward Byrne-Jones, who was born here in Birmingham, and um, who, by the end of the 19th century, had a national and an international reputation as an artist and as a designer. And Byrne-Jones, in turn, took an interest in cultural life in Birmingham and in the foundation of this museum, in the art school on Margaret Street just next door, and in the Royal Society of Birmingham Artists as well. But there's also the fact that our first director, Whitworth Wallace, he had an interest in pre-Raphaelites and he was also very well connected with the local collectors here, several of whom owned important pre-Raphaelite paintings which came to us by the early 1890s. And actually as early as 1891, Birmingham was being described as the best place in the world to study pre-Raphaelitism. And yet you've brought for us to look at a very small piece. Why? Well, I wanted to choose a drawing because we have such an incredible strength of drawing within the collection here in Birmingham, and we're able to reflect all the different ways in which the pre-Raphaelites use drawings. So you have drawings for paintings, we have designs for applied art and stained glass, uh, we have caricatures, we have life drawings from the live model, studies of drapery, but I've also chosen it because personally I've always loved working with drawings, that's really my background as a specialist in works on paper, and the drawing I've chosen is a design for a book illustration by Rossetti, which he made in 1856 or 1857, and it illustrates a poem by Alfred Tennyson called The Palace of Art, and it depicts St Cecilia with an angel. And the lines in the poem that it refers to are these, which I'll just read for you. 
or in a clear-walled city on the sea near gilded organ pipes, her hair wound with white roses slept St Cecily, an angel looked at her. Traditionally in art, um, St Cecilia is depicted playing the organ because she's um, patron saint of music. And in illustrating these lines of Tennyson's, rather than show St Cecilia simply sleeping, uh, Rossetti shows her falling backwards in a kind of ecstatic swoon into the arms of the angel. And he's gazing at her with great intensity. And actually in the completed illustration as it appeared in the published book, he's actually leaning forward and planting a kiss on her forehead. So you have this moment of, of great kind of intensity between these two figures. And in the background, you can see all of the life of the city going on, reflecting this idea of the clear-walled city on the sea of Tennyson's poem. And you can see little figures moving around on the ramparts of the castle. You can see ships in the background in the harbour. And in the foreground, there's a guard who's munching on an apple, and he's apparently completely oblivious to this kind of ecstatic moment that's taking place. How does this piece reflect the unique importance of the collection here in Birmingham? Well, this drawing is in its own way very important in the story of Pre-Raphaelitism because the book that it illustrates, which was a collection of Tennyson's poems published by Edward Moxon in 1857, is one of the most famous books of the 19th century and it's particularly important in the story of Pre-Raphaelitism because it includes illustrations by not only Rossetti but also Millet and Hunt. And it was very important in terms of bringing their artistic innovations to a much broader audience than would have seen their paintings at exhibition. The 1850s and 1860s was a time of great growth in the publication of illustrated books and periodicals in this country. And that was for all sorts of reasons. It was partly to do with advances in technology, uh, increases in literacy, and also a real growth in things like weekly magazines. What's important about the Mox and Tennyson is the fact that you have the pre-Raphaelite artists bringing their very distinctive vision of art to this wider reading public. And in terms of this particular work, what's remarkable about it is the fact that Rossetti uses Tennyson's poem as a kind of jumping-off point for his own imagination. So although it does illustrate the text, it's also uniquely Rossetti. It's very personal to him. And how proud do you think the city of Birmingham should be to have this particular collection? Oh, I'm immensely proud. It, it, it's such an important collection. It is unparalleled, really, in terms of its breadth, its scope, its richness in terms of the individual works, but also the fact that we can represent all of the pre-Raphaelite brotherhood, their associates, their followers, we can really tell this story in a very rich way. And what plans are there for special exhibitions in regards to the pre-Raphaelites? Well, we're always looking for new ways to use this amazing pre-Raphaelite collection. We always have a selection of key works on display in the pre-Raphaelite galleries. Um, but in terms of the pre-Raphaelite works on paper, it's, it's a huge collection and it also has uh, issues around its fragility. Like all works on paper collections, it can't be on permanent display because drawings, watercolours and prints are very vulnerable to damage by light. So we have to have them on display only for limited periods. So one of the things that we have coming up is a major exhibition next autumn. It opens on the 17th of October and it's called Enchanted Dreams, the Pre-Raphaelite Art of Edward Robert Hughes. 
and it focuses on an artist who was very closely connected with the Pre-Raphaelites. He modelled for Rossetti, he was the nephew of Arthur Hughes, one of the Pre-Raphaelite painters, and he was also the studio assistant to William Holman Hunt. But he's always tended to be slightly overlooked himself, so this is an opportunity to rediscover him and show him in his context within the Pre-Raphaelite Brotherhood, but also as an artist in his own right. And of course, this year is also the tercentenary of Birmingham Cathedral, which of course has very close connections with the Pre-Raphaelites through Burne Jones's wonderful windows. And we will actually be having a study day here at the museum in November, which will focus on Burne Jones, looking both at his stained glass designs, but also at his connections with Birmingham more generally, uh, and his connections with this museum too. And could I ask you to summarise for us the critical importance and value of the Pre-Raphaelite collection here at Birmingham? Well, this collection is really one of world significance. It's hugely important in terms of its breadth, in terms of its depth, in terms of its richness. And from my point of view, it's just a hugely exciting collection to curate. It has so many wonderful works in it. And being able to look at these works and being able to share them with people, whether it's through talks or print room visits or exhibitions, It's just a real pleasure. It's a wonderful thing to be able to work with. Victoria, thank you. Thank you. Each year, more than a million people visit the museums and heritage sites run by Birmingham Museums Trust. It is an independent charity that raises half of the funds it needs to operate, whilst trying to ensure that access to a large proportion of the collections remains free to all. You can ensure that these incredible collections remain accessible and support the conservation of these internationally important treasures by donating at the Birmingham Museums Trust website, www.birminghammuseums.org.uk. Thank you.